0: Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 21 of the Everyday Enthusiast podcast, Tidbits. I am Chris, your Everyday Enthusiast, and here are some of the things that interested me the most over the last week. Now before we get started, I just want to say that this podcast is available on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Overcasts. If you want to like, rate, and subscribe, that would be greatly appreciated. I can also be reached at Podcast at gmail.com. No dots, dashes, or spaces. Again, that's Podcast at gmail.com. All right, on with the show. Okay, so starting off with our fun section here, follow-up updates and notes. Uh, first off here is just the topics today are kind of all over the place, and um, you know, they really don't relate to one another in any way. Um, there's a couple phone issues here, there's a couple software things. Uh, and the second thing here in our fun section a little bit, some little something extra at the end. So uh, stay tuned for that if you do want to know what I'm talking about. Okay, so to start off our topics here today, we have Spotify versus Apple. So, Spotify has filed a complaint against Apple in the European Commission, I believe that's where they filed it. Uh, They are claiming that Apple holds an unfair advantage over competitors, and that they actually suppress those competitors, doing this by both owning the store, in, in reference to the app store here, and offering products in said store. So. Obviously, you know, if we're talking about Spotify, we are referring to Apple Music and the fact that they own the i the, or the App Store and offer, you know, services in the App Store that compete against other developers. Um, their complaint is that this gives them an unfair advantage where they can feature, you know, Apple Music uh, you know, in, you know, in the features on the front page of the app store and Spotify could never get a single mention. So, you know, they're really giving preference to their, their services, their apps, things like that. So, uh, my quick take on this is that there are two sides. Okay. Uh, And both of them make some good points, really, honestly. First, let's look at Spotify. So most of what they say here, honestly, is kind of BS, but they do make a good point in regards to two things. One, that all other competing music streaming services need to pay pay Apple a 30% cut, while Apple offers a competing service at the same price, and they don't have to pay a 30% cut. Uh, This is valid at first, And it could be considered as such, but that is until you think about a couple of things. One is that Apple is running that store, they are processing all payments for Spotify, taking on any legal burden that might come up, you know, as far as payments and stuff like that, Um, all the fees that are associated with, you know, taking payments and whatnot, Uh, paying everyone on the back end to implement these things, you know, these payment plans and everything like that. And the simple fact that they gave Spotify the ability to reach all of their customers in the first place on the app store. And the second point here is that there is, uh, there's way more for customers. uh, Sorry, there is a way for customers to sign up so that Spotify doesn't have to pay that 30%. Uh, Customers can go and sign up on Spotify's website, but this leads to the second reason Spotify might have a little bit of a point, or their second point rather, that is that is that Apple does not allow developers to even hint that there is an alternative way for customers to sign up, basically forcing people to either sign up through the app so that Apple gets their, their 30% cut, or... Um, or, and in that case, they could force, well, they're not forcing anybody, but Spotify charges a premium for signing up in the app on your phone. You, If you sign up through Spotify's website, you pay 9.99. If you sign up through the app on the phone, you pay 12.99 a month, that is. And if developers do, tell you that there is another way in the app for, for you to sign up, Apple will, will will reject the app. This is to me the most offensive on Apple's part, honestly. Um, if they just let developers say, you know, if you want to pay, you know, if you want to pay more for the same service, then, then you know, sign up here. If you don't want to, then go to our website um, and sign up there. Or they could just say, you know, click here to sign up. And then there's a link, it links out to the browser where you can sign up in a browser and you don't have to pay Apple um, or they don't have to pay Apple. But uh, I don't know, this all leads back to why I personally believe Apple is not going to get dinged here uh, on any other issues. Look, they made the store, okay? They give these developers a place to reach the customers. And like I said before, they have to pay their own developers, the server time um, and space and Apple store employees, among a multitude of other things that they pay for. You know, 30%, yes, is a lot. Um, you know, but I mean, there's a lot of burden that they are taking on to, to take that. Now, now I know I maybe sound like an Apple apologist here. Again, I think there are some things that Apple is doing wrong. And, you know, there is a an argument to be made about, you know, antitrust uh, activities here you know i hate to be so you know down the middle uh in 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 the end here really on on both sides of these points but it will be interesting to see how this comes how this plays out in you know courts if it makes it to that to that point okay moving on here we have huawei's backup plan so this is a link from engadget um they apparently huawei chinese phone manufacturer have an alternate Operating system. Uh, They confirmed this last week that they have a backup OS in the event they are unable to use Android moving forward. This is extremely interesting um, that they would even have to consider this in the first place. It all stems from the fact that the United States government has banned their phones and equipment from being sold or implemented here. That is, um, well, they haven't banned the phones from being sold here. Um, they have banned government officials from using their phones, I believe. And they they have banned uh, or kind of hinted that there will be repercussions if, uh, you know, say Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile or whatever use Huawei equipment to build out their, fi- their coming, you know, 5G networks. Now, there's a couple of points to make here. The only way I even see this you know, alternate operating system being an option for them is if they can sideload and run Android apps as they would not have any of the major developers making apps for, you know, a brand new operating system, meaning that you would not have Facebook or Instagram or any of the other apps that, you know, kids use these days that I really don't know. But I mean, you're going to have nothing, you know, nothing, no, no podcast platform or, you know, app or, um, none of these, um, you know, social media apps. You're going to have nothing. So unless they can, you can sideload and run Android apps. This isn't isn't going to do them any good. I have to assume that's the case. It is also worth noting here that this does include their laptop laptops as well, um, Huawei branded laptops, which um, currently run Windows, and that apparently the OS would uh, run on said laptops as well. Uh, I don't own any Huawei products and I don't plan to, not because I think that they would be selling my info or spying on me, you know, and sending it to the Chinese government. Um, that is the United States concern, by the way, that's why they're banning all these. these. Um, but just because most of their devices would not work here in, you know, on the cell bands that we have here, as far as I, I know, anyway, um, they would work, but there are limitations and everything like that. Anyway. And then for the laptops, oh, look, I'm as much as I hate it, I am hooked on Mac OS, and I don't plan to switch anytime soon. So there's there's that. So next up here, we have a mid-range razor. So apparently, the clamshell folding razor phone that we are expecting with a, a folding device or a folding screen um, is going to be more of a mid-range phone. Specs are looking to fall a bit lower than you know best of the best. Uh, Let's see here. Qualcomm Snapdragon 710, 4 to 6 gigs of RAM, 64, 128 storage, 2730 milliamp battery. Actually, you know, honestly, these don't look that bad. Uh, In fact, the only one that looks less than premium is the processor. But as I have said before, it really depends on what you are doing with said phone. Um, This would serve many people just fine, honestly, if you're just on, you know, Facebook and Instagram and and uh, you know, reading some articles and listening to some music, you don't need the fastest, fastest, most amazing processor. So I don't think that this would be that big a deal. The only problem is that $1,500 price tag. That's a lot to ask of a mid-range phone or any phone for that matter. But again, these are early days for foldables and the folding screens. Those prices will come down, uh, f- fingers crossed, anyway. Also troubling here is a hint that it could be Verizon exclusive with no indication that an unlocked variant would be available. I have to assume that would only be temporary, but still, that's a little bit of a bummer. Okay, what's next here? Topic number four, one shape to rule them all. So this is a strange one, actually. Uh, Apparently Google is requiring developers to implement a squircle. "Quote unquote," squirkle, uh, as the default app icon for the Play Store. I think this is in the latest version of Android, or the latest update in the Android or the the Play Store, the Google Play Store. I don't really know exactly where this has been implemented. I'm not overly up on all my Android operating essentials and news and whatnot. This is, of course, a squared off circle or a rounded square, if you will. Um, I know a lot of people are going to compare these to, you know, Apple's app store icons, and they are exactly that, but for good reason, I would argue. Okay. They do exactly what Google wants them to do here, which is add consistency. Um, The many different shapes of apps on the Play Store really can be a distraction at times I know that's a little bit dramatic um, it's not necessarily a distraction but it just looks cleaner when you have um, icons that are the same the same shape they're uniform everything just looks a little bit more clean and for me personally you know somebody that that values design um, and implemented design and everything I I tend to lean that way anyway so I personally think this is a good thing. Okay, and our last full-on topic here is uh, a Walmart tablet, apparently. (laughs) Okay, so uh, apparently there is going to be a Walmart tablet or they're going to use some sort of Chinese manufacturer to produce an Android tablet uh, of their own. Now, this could be very appealing, actually. Uh, I have the smaller 7-inch Android, or sorry, Amazon tablet. It's absolutely terrible for doing much of anything more than downloading Amazon Prime videos and watching them offline, but you can do that on iPads, too, and phones and everything like that, but I do like the form factor. I do love the size, okay, and... As far as amazon's tablet its major downfall is that it's running a forked version of android that is proprietary to amazon tablet tablets and it's not a great user experience um you know they're cheap so it's you know it's a low barrier to entry and if you're buying amazon you know ebooks and our kindle books or whatever and watching their stuff i mean it is you know it's great you can get one of these for very cheap and have a tablet that you can use but it is not a great experience the software is less than stellar but again i do love this size if this thing from walmart has a small footprint you know seven inches or so and comes in at a reasonable price and runs stock android this could be very very cool Um, again it's the price point that i would be hung up on and uh, I don't know, the processor really wouldn't make that big of a difference as long as you can, as long as you can download some videos and watch, I think that's the primary um, uh, use case for these cheap, cheap tablets. All right, and the last thing that I have here, I'm calling a little bit of a bonus, uh, and I have absolutely no notes written down, so I'm not reading any of this. Uh, I have a, a short, short review for you here. So, Last week, I went out and I bought myself a Samsung Galaxy S10e. Uh, Yes, uh, the S10e. Now, I have not been using this as my primary device uh, because, um, well, I I, I can't at this point. Unless I just took the plunge, swapped the SIM in, and just turned off iMessage and, and FaceTime and everything like that, I... I can't, I can't do that. But I have been using it as an auxiliary device for about a week, and I guess for the most part, um, my comments here will just be on the hardware and some short, short meanderings on the the software experience. So the hardware itself is absolutely lustworthy. Uh It is the the S Ten E is their budget, quote unquote, budget entry at uh, seven hundred and forty nine dollars. Um, it is the smallest of the three new phones that Samsung announced, uh, coming in at 5.8 inches, but it has a tiny, tiny bezel around the outside. And we are talking about that hole punch display, meaning the front selfie camera, whatever you want to call it, uh, is a hole punched in the screen. So no notch, um, it's amazing. It feels so good. It's a little. It's got a little bit of heft to it, but it's lighter than a lot of the the uh, iPhones. Um, the, I love the camera. The camera bump on the back is so minimal. It's at least half the size or half the the depth of this camera bump on iPhones. That's great. It is centered in the phone, so you can lay this flat on uh, a table and tap on it, and you don't get this r- massive rock back and forth because the, the screen, it's in the middle, and it, it's wide enough to where you it's not gonna rock either. It's not like it spans the whole back of the phone, um, but uh, yeah, it's great. Um, this also has expandable storage, so you can pop a micro SD card in here and expand the storage. I honestly don't even remember what storage I got, maybe 64, maybe 128, I, I really don't remember, it doesn't matter. Um, but you can pop, I think a 512, uh, micro SD card in here to expand that storage if you want, but this thing just feels so good in the hand. Oh, and, um, uh, a headphone jack and USB-C on this thing. Oh, and the quick charge on this is phenomenal. I was at 27% and I knew I was leaving in a couple hours. So I, I, plugged it in, um, and in an hour, And like 14 minutes, this thing charged from 27% to fully charged unbelievable. And that is with the charger that came in the box with this phone. If I, if you were a similar size battery and you were, you were plugging that in to an iPhone with the charger that comes in their box, it would take hours. I mean, I'm talking three plus hours to charge this thing to full. It, it, this is fantastic. I loathe the fact that uh, I've, iPhones, Apple, is not shipping a quick charger in the box with their phones, especially for what they charge for these, these phones. Um, but this thing is fantastic. And again, this is their budget, their budget phone, and they're shipping this with um, with quick charge. The color I went with was their like blue, I forget what they call it. It's like a light blue, but it's got this iridescent uh, uh kind of mirrored back to it. It's great. I really wanted the like peach uh color. Um it's like a orange yellow orangish peach color, but that one's not coming out till next month. Um you know, I, I mean, the fingerprint sensor is in, in the power button on the side. That's kind of cool. Although I do think that that button is a little high up on the phone. It's, it's so high that you do have to kind of reposition your, your hand to hit that button completely. And you do have to cover the whole button for it to unlock. It's not as fast as like the old um, old Touch ID in iPhones. But I mean, it's, it's very fast though. It's still, it's very fast. Um, software-wise... Samsung's One UI is actually really good, really, really good. Um, I really like it. It really does uh, try and move everything down to to be used one-handed. Now, granted, this is a smaller phone. It's again the 5.8-inch display as opposed to like 6.4 on the Galaxy S10 Plus, so it's already smaller and easier to use in one hand. But it brings all the touch elements down to the to the bottom of the screen. Um, I love that you can swipe down from anywhere on this you have to kind of configure this but you can swipe down from anywhere on the screen to get to your quick uh, quick settings as far as um, as far as your quick uh, settings like drawer thing there or whatever I don't know um, and then you swipe again down one more time to get to all of them um, you swipe up to get to your app drawer which is great I love the fact that I can have... Literally nothing on the screen if I don't want it, and then swipe up to get to all my apps. It's just a clean look. I also really, really like the um, Google search bar on screen. I didn't think that I would. I've you know you see that in photos on on Android devices. I didn't really think it'd be that big of a deal, but I really li- I used that all the time for this thing. You know when I needed to. There, there's many many times throughout the day, throughout many days, all days, that I want to search for something, some random. Uh, you know, topic, or I want to know this or know that or whatever. And you have to go to the browser, tap in the bar, cert, and then type in your thing. Right here, you just tap in the search bar right on your home screen and start searching. I guess it's only saving you one tap, but still, I really like it. I really like it just being there and accessible. Um, we won't get into this so much, but um, Google Assistant, a billion times better than Siri, in my opinion. Although, Although, and this is actually one reason why I can't make the switch completely, is Siri shortcuts is phenomenal. Um, and not having that on the phone, I know you can customize a lot of things on um, Android, so there's no need for Siri shortcuts, but the shortcuts, Siri shortcuts, this is great. Anyway, we're, we're getting a little off topic here. Um, I really like, I don't know if this is Android's implementation or Samsung's implementation. I, I assume it's Samsung's because they put their skin over top of Android, but the the folder options um to put apps in on here i actually really really like you can you can see more uh apps in on like one page of the folders i think you can see like 12 apps no 12 15 15 apps maybe on each folder and there's like a there's a a white outline around the folder you can change the color of the folder the way that it looks when it's when it's not open i really like that um I don't know. I didn't use widgets all that much. I don't think many of them look that good. Um, I am expecting or hoping that Apple will do some form of widgets like home screen widgets in their next in iOS 13. And I I hope that they'll look a little cleaner, a little nicer. I think that they will. Maybe that's just Apple bias talking, but look, I loved this thing. I'm not going to talk too much more than that. There are apps on here that I really enjoyed using more than on, um, iPhones and for very little minor details, but YouTube is better on, on Android. Um, Google maps, I, maybe it was just the novelty of it looking a little bit different and being on a different phone, but I liked using Google maps on here more than I do on the iPhone, even though I, I still do use Google Maps exclusively on the iPhone, not no Apple Maps. Sometimes Ways, I guess. Um, what else? Um, you know, not not a lot more. I mean, I do like the customization. I do like being able to make things look the way I want them to look. But in the end, um, this sounds crazy, but there is one major issue that is going to keep me on an iPhone. And you know, well, there's, there's two, there's two, three. Okay. Three. Okay. Um, podcasts, iMessage and FaceTime. So let's work backwards. FaceTime, uh, because you know, I have a child and, uh, you know, grandparents don't live close. So it is important and all the grandparents are on iPhones. So it is important for the ease of, you know, being able to do iPhone or, uh, FaceTime, uh, calls, FaceTime calls to them, have them see the kids once a week, uh, maybe a couple times a week, uh, whenever we we can. But it's just so easy to use and so easy to you know set up for them, and, and then we just call them. And that would be a huge. thing. I know that you know there are many many other apps that we could use to do this, and it would still be just as easy. But it would I mean I would have to set it up on their phone, like WhatsApp or or Signal or Telegram or. I don't, I don't know, a bunch of other different options, Skype, I guess, but it's just easier this way. iMessage, uh, I mean, there's not a lot of things that really hold me to iMessage other than the fact that, like I said, all my family is on iPhones. So we all have, all have iMessage, um, and all the features like rich, uh, links, you know, when somebody sends you a link and you see a preview of the link. I think that's great. I don't think Android messages does that. Uh, Maybe they do, I I don't know. Um, But the biggest thing is group messaging. Um, And if everybody's on an iPhone, but you, and you are included in a group message, I don't think that works. I don't think it goes back and forth to you. Uh, Everything goes back and forth to you as text messages from everybody. I could be wrong about that. I'd have to look into that more but um but that's another thing that's holding me and i like iMessage on my mac um, and being able to text people from my mac i know that you can do android messages in the web, on a web browser and do the same thing but i do like it being standalone on the on the on the mac um and this one seems crazy but look i i mean i am a podcaster I listen to many, many podcasts throughout the week, and uh, it's always I'm always looking for more. I love podcasts. I love it's my main form of entertainment, and the best podcast uh, player on Android in my opinion, is Pocket Cast. Now, you can argue with me if you want. I'm sure there are many others out there. But the best one on Android, in my opinion, is Pocket Cast. And there's one feature that they do not offer that is an absolute deal breaker to me. And that's why I don't use them on the iPhone either, because they do support video, which I would prefer because some of the podcasts I listen to have video versions of them. Right now, I only listen to the audio versions because the the uh, player that I use Overcast does not support video that I don't really care for. But the one thing that um, that Overcast does that PocketCast does not do is playlists. This seems very m- minor, but on Overcast, I have a playlist called new. It's just new, it's every, every single new episode goes in there. And I can drag and drop and move those and move around the, the, um, the order of the episodes as I want to listen to them, any any order I want. On Pocket Cast, and I think I've talked about this in the past because Pocket Cast did a, an updated uh, look on the iPhone and, you know, redesigned it and everything, and I, I tried to use it for a couple days, but you have to just go in and add episodes to, uh, like, Up Next or What's Next or something. There's no... Pl- playlist actual playlist for you to go and like you can't name a new playlist you can do new filters but it does not do the same thing and I'm not going to get into it in you know minute detail but the simple fact that overcast has playlists that I can rearrange move everything around it is so so valuable for how I listen to podcasts um you know prioritizing which ones I want to listen to first and you know ones that I can listen to just whenever I put at the bottom um, and it's an ever you know evolving list because the new ones come in and I have to rearrange them and everything and uh, it's it is just that feature is so broken on pocket casts and Android doesn't there's no overcast version of uh, on Android of the of their podcast player on Android Um I don't think Marco Arment is the developer of this. I don't think that he will ever, you know, release Overcast on Android. I think that he should because it is the bed best podcast player available of any of them I've tried. And I have tried many, many, many of them. It is the best, absolutely, without a doubt. In my mind, personally, for for me, I know that's a, little, a lot of caveats, but for me personally, and that is a big, big reason why I couldn't switch to Android right now. Uh, maybe that'll change. Maybe there are other options out there for Android users uh, or podcast for you know pod- podcast players for Android users that I'm not aware of. Please write in. Everyday podcast, everyday podcast at gmail.com. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if there are others that you like. It has to have trimming silence. It has to be able to speed, speed up the episode. And the thing I like about Overcast is it does something with the audio where even when you speed it up, the pitch does not change. It doesn't sound as distorted. It just sounds like they're talking faster. Um, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you go to like uh, YouTube and speed it up, it sounds different. The, the, the voice sounds different overcast somehow tweaks the audio so that it does not sound any different. It just sounds faster. It is so phenomenally good anyway. All right. So I am calling it there. This is, this is all for today. As always, I can be reached at everydayenthusiastpodcasts at gmail.com. No dots, dashes, or spaces. Again, that's everydayenthusiastpodcasts at gmail.com. You can also find the show notes at everydayenthusiastpodcast.tumblr.com As I said before, this podcast is available on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts. Also, not very good, by the way, <laughs> uh, Pocket Casts. We just talked about that. And Overcast, the one that you should use if you're on an iPhone. Please like, rate, and subscribe where you can. Okay, and until next time, stay enthusiastic.